Interior. Night. High-end San Diego hotel room whose price has been jacked up to over $400 a night because of Comic-Con. Ceiling fan spinning. A disheveled businessman, Chad, lays on the bed, staring at the ceiling. Comic-Con. Shit. I'm still only in Comic-Con. This is my second tour. There's nerds everywhere. I see Harley Quinn's every time I close my eyes. I hear evangelists every time I close my ears. <laughs> I gotta get out of here, but I still have business to do. I know. I'll call Amy. Amy's a fun chick. She lives near here. Maybe, maybe she could show me something fun to do during Comic-Con weekend in San Diego. <laughs> Ring, ring. I like that we have sound effects now. We specifically have the ability to do sound effects now, but we're verbally doing it. We're verbally doing it. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Hey, Amy. It's Chad. Chad. What's going on, Chad? Uh, Babe, I'm stuck here in Comic-Con, and there's too many freaking nerds. Can you show me something cool to Uh, do? Fucking hate nerds. Let's go dancing. Let's go dancing in the gas lamp district. Gas lamp district. All right, I'm four blocks away. I will meet you there. I'll start walking now. I'll be there in like seven hours. Wear something nice and bring money. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Oh, man, Rumi. Yeah, there was just so many people. As many people as there were there having fun, there were just so many people just not having fun. Which I have not seen until this year. You didn't notice it? Or you just didn't pay attention to it? Maybe I didn't notice it. Maybe that's a human condition. But Rumi and I saw a lot of people fighting. Mostly men and women who looked like they were in a couple. But like people who were not happy. I don't know if it just was that they were not happy to be there together or if they were not happy, period, but they were not happy. And we kept seeing the same situation three or four times, right? Multiple times, identical situations. And it was late in the evening. We were walking through the Gas Lab District, and and we happened to see Chad and Amy standing on the sidewalk arguing it seems like they were having a bad night and what stuck out in her mind about this argument was we'll just have to describe it to you are we going to do this now Uh, really you're going to really now we're going to do this now right now you're 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 going to do this right now we're going to do this right now oh my god we're going to do this right now like in the fucking crosswalk we saw this this woman was going just ballistic, but only using that phrase. We're going to do this now. And then rearranging the words and then adding different pitches to it, but just repeating it over and over again. And poor Chad, well, not poor Chad, fuck Chad, but Chad was just trying to avoid eye contact with all the Harley Quinns and Jokers who were all just laughing at him and like watching him. It's like, you know, everywhere he looks, he's making eye contact with like a children's cartoon thing that he doesn't know what it is. And it's all just like <laughs> laughing at him while this like, I mean, she was 
dressed to the nines for clubbing. Like she was ready to get her dance on, but they were not dancing at all. They That's were not what they were doing right now. Yeah, they were arguing, and the night looks like it was over. He was trying to call an Uber to get the f out of there, <laughs> and and just try not to make eye contact with these two idiots who were just like. <laughs> but we saw multiple couples, like yeah. multiple. I'm guessing romantic couples. That, that was the having most, that yeah. l- same thing where like really, really, you want to do this now? You want to have this fight now? now? Yeah, is that the new fight? I mean, I, we're both married, so we never fight. <laughs> <laughs> no, me and Amanda just fight. We don't talk about when we're gonna fight. Yeah. We don't talk about the fact that we're fighting. We just put the fucking gloves on and start slugging. Start, start slugging it out. The bell rings, ding ding, and it's like elbow up the road. Can you imagine if you went to see a boxing match and they were like, "Let's get ready to rumble"? It's like. Ding, ding. Both guys come out with their gloves like, we're going to do this now? We're going to do this right now? Right really? now? We're really? Gonna we're going to do this now? <laughs> yeah, multiple times. And once on the way to the sci-fi party, we saw a couple oh, arguing yeah, yeah. in the street. He's just, this guy's beelining to wherever he's going with this, like, don't look at anything face while some girl's <laughs> trailing behind him. Are we going to do this now? We're doing it now? I can't believe we're doing this. Ah! And are just like, oh, my God. Is this the new fight? Is this how people fight right now? <laughs> <laughs> let's try it let's make a pact that yeah. the next time either kate or amanda starts some shit or to be fair if we start the shit but once it looks like there's going to be a fight don't fight just ask if we're really going to fight <laughs> and just see how, see where that see gets you what they say <laughs> it probably gets me divorced <laughs> i tell you what's going to happen they're going to put on that mad face about like the, the like the lock on blinder eyes and just beeline in some direction just like <laughs> Take off. Really? Now? Now? You're going to do this now? So me and Rumi, I mean, I'm telling you, we were there for four days, and we must have, we saw that exact fight three times, but we saw other couples fighting probably another three or four times. So the whole weekend, we would just continue to say to each other, we're going to do this now. Really? Really? (laughs) Right right now? (laughs) Right now? Oh, my God. It was hysterical. I mean, sorry to those people, but... Yeah, if you're in relationship trouble, sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, one of the ones we saw on the way to the sci-fi party, and the sci-fi party was because we did that sweet interview and we were so good at it, they invited us to this to this party. I love you, but you know everyone got invited, right? Why do you have to destroy my dreams? <laughs> Our listeners don't know that. Make them think we got invited Oh, yeah, rewind. <laughs> we got invited to a swanky-ass party and nobody else can come. <laughs> Yeah, they finished the interview. We were like, you guys are cool and funny. Hey, can one of you dance really well? And we were like, yep. They were like, all right, cool. Saturday night, brothers. <laughs> so we went to this party that everyone got invited to. <laughs> and it was a cool party. Uh, you got a wristband that gave you free like beer. Were- Which we didn't figure out until we were leaving. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> oh, this is how I get all the free beer. That's right. You got beer. And... For those of you who don't know me, I like to boogie down. He does like to, but it's not just like. He's fucking great at it. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd call it great, but there's an enthusiasm. I dance with wild abandon. <laughs> that is the best way to explain it. You know, like like most things I think that I think about Rumi. Like, you ever see a kid at a wedding? Kid at a wedding is like, fuck, we're dancing? And just dances all over the fucking place because they're just having a good time. That's how Rumi is. He doesn't care what he looks like. He nope. doesn't care what song. Nope. There was a song that came on. I think it was I Got a Feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. And you went, ugh. You rolled your eyes, and then you danced your fucking ass off. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't stop the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but... 
I mean, a song that's only a song that asks you like ten times if you think tonight's going to be a good night, and then just starts reciting the days of the week is not a song. <laughs> the song is stupid. It's it's catchy. Like there's a beat to it, so I can dance. I was gonna Ugh. say, yeah, you you. I mean, there had to be a beat because you were dancing. You can still dance, but it literally asks like thirty times whether or not you think tonight's going to be a good night and then just start saying Monday, Tuesday, and you're just like, fuck off. What are you going to do? Wouldn't it be awesome if that... Uh, who's singing that? Black Eyed Pea guy, right? Yeah. Black Eyed Pea, Joe? I wish he was like, I got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. And then Fergie was like, really? We're going to do, we'll this, do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're at this party. First of all, the party is at the San Diego Children's Museum, which is a multi-level thing. Yep. Um, <clears throat> cool as shit. We walk in, and you'll see these pictures. Um, we walk in. The first thing we see is fucking um, this girl helping Batman button his cape on the dance floor. And you're like, only here do you see that kind of shenanigans. There was a Batman. There was a Deadpool. There was a Kylo Ren. There were a lot of people there in costume. There was a costume. panda bear. Yeah. And I saw watching the video of you dancing – there is a half-naked Boba Fett right next to you at one point that I didn't even see on the night of. <clears throat> there was a, a Monty <clears throat> Python night was there. We walk in, and the first thing Rumi wants to do is get a Popsicle. And now at this point, I didn't even know that there was Popsicles. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that that was a thing, but Rumi seems very <laughs> insistent that they are Popsicles somewhere. If I somewhere. had just made up Popsicles, I'm like, I want a Popsicle. And you're like, dude, I don't even think there's Popsicles here. I'm like, Wait. And like, I don't go to a lot of parties, but I didn't think, like, dancing and Popsicles were a thing. But I'm like, all right, there's probably – if Rumi says it, like, Rumi usually is not stupid. I was like, okay, so maybe this is, like, a Popsicle dance party. So we're, like, looking around um, – and trying to find these popsicles. So we look on like two to three different levels. Can't find popsicles. We get a, they have like a screen printing thing where they're printing shirts. Yeah. So Rumi gets this gray t-shirt that has a sci-fi logo on it. Um, and it didn't say anything else. Thing. It just said sci-fi, right? Yep. So I was like, uh, I don't know if I need to carry around another shirt. Um, I don't even want to wear the shirts I have. I'd rather just walk around with my pecs out. So I was like, <laughs> I'm not getting a shirt. So... But still, no popsicle. Yeah. We finally find someone with a popsicle, ask them. They go outside. Rumi is so fucking excited to yep. get popsicles. And now it was a big room, a lot of dancing, super loud, yep. very hot. It was really hot. The popsicle was a great idea. Good call, right? Popsicle <laughs> it really. Was a great idea. It just really cooled things off. I love that they had popsicles there. Later, they tried to like curtail how many popsicles i mean we were just eating popsicles by a handful <laughs> then they had somebody like controlling the popsicle box and some sort of popsicle police yeah he was like move, he was, <laughs> he was like, move along rumi was like you move rumi like look forcefully jedi mind tricks people yeah you move along it never works though and like no. i i've met people who can just be like no i'm not doing that and then it was like okay let that guy do what he wants like <laughs> i've been at airports where like there's a bunch of people who have some for whatever reason can't get on a plane and some businessman is like, I demand to be put on this plane. They're like, okay, sir, this way. And then I walk up, I'm like, I demand to be put on this plane. Like, security, security. <laughs> like, I, I, I just don't, I guess, I, I don't know if I just don't have the Jedi mind trick or what. But I often try it, and it backfires in my face to, to be, like, super alpha about something and be like, I, I demand this. And usually people are just no. like, what the fuck are no you good. doing? Yeah. Security. <laughs> the dance party was awesome. Um, they had a cool thing there. It was like a Matrix camera booth. Oh, yeah. We got to see if that shit, like, 
Can you write them? Can you- I, I, we need to write them. I need those pictures. It was a booth with like nine cameras set up in a semicircle. So when you did stuff, it would capture you in a freeze frame like the Matrix bullet time and then like revolve back and forth around you. And we have aux- awesome pictures of Rumi and I doing like throwing our business cards in the air and doing like the run the jewels pose. It was like it was rad. It was really cool. And the, the, once we told them our idea, which I didn't think was anything, you know, to get excited about. They were actually like, oh, cool. Wait, wait, let's do another one where we try this. Like, the people yeah. who were taking the pictures, they like, wanted it. They seemed like, it, yeah, they were kind of excited for our shit, well, which, like, is cool and always gets us excited. Because all night they get people standing there who don't get what that camera rig is doing, who are just like, oh, I'm right, just standing right. there. Let's stand here. Yeah, so right. anybody who's like, I get it, let's utilize this for something awesome, they're like, let's do it. Because then when you, when you see, what, what, because then when you see the, the like, what we did, yeah. You can see the 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 circular pog looking business cards we had flying through the air from different angles. Yeah. So it's actually pretty fucking it's really cool. cool. But uh, their system broke or something, so we still can't see them. We need to find these pictures. Let's put it out there. I'm worried though because they told us they were like, "Yeah, we're having some trouble, but just uh, what, you know, we have a website and stuff. So if that doesn't work, let us know." So I was like, "Uh oh, uh, they, no. they already told us that there was like small issues." Yeah. Um. So we'll see. We'll see if we can get those. And just dancing. Dancing was. Uh, Rumi is such a cool dancer. Are we gonna put the videos up somewhere? We'll find we'll find a good one to put up. There was videos. I have videos of him dancing with Deadpool. I have videos of him. I have multiple videos where he's dancing and other people are just reacting to him. At one point, I put on my sci-fi shirt like a King Tut hat. Oh, that's why I even brought up. Yeah, because if you look at my pictures, there's a bunch of pictures of just a gray shirt flipping up at the bottom of the frame yeah. because I was standing behind you and you were dancing with the, the shirt on your head. Yeah. yeah, he had it on there. I have a video of a dude um, throwing the shirt back to you because it fell off when you were throwing pogs at yeah. the guy like uh, <laughs> like a stripper. <laughs> Rumi was dancing. There was every there was two or three times where a circle of dancing opened up, and I really pushed Rumi to try to get Rumi in on that. Um, to which he would be like, "Oh no, no, no!" And then boom, jump right in there. And one time, uh, we were trying to get him to to jump in there and throw our business cards, these little pog things, um, while he was in there. And when he was about to do it, this really good break dancer jumped in. And he was breakdancing in the middle, getting down hardcore. And Rumi bends down near him while this guy's on the front ground breakdancing and starts, like, I don't know what you call it, like, making it rain. Making like, it rain. I was going to say giving strippers money, but he was, like, just meow, 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 <laughs> throwing these little things out at I, this guy. I, I was like the Ninja Turtle uh, pizza disc shooter. <laughs> <laughs> he totally were. He had a stack of them in his left hand, and he was just pew, 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 pew with his right hand. It was so... <laughs> Fucking funny. And then there was just uh, business cards scattered everywhere for the rest of the night. <laughs> we're slipping on our business cards. Yeah, I'm sure those all just ended up in the garbage. <laughs> if you found one of our business cards anywhere, we said this because of you hiding them in people's hats and bags and shit. Sombrero. If you found a Launchpad podcast business card somewhere, whether it was on the floor of the dance floor or with tons of nerd sweat on it or in your hat or whatever, please let us know where you found the card because we'd love to hear that. I think we'll get somebody who's like, I was paid to be there. I didn't want to be there, and I found your card because I'm a janitor. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I found 400 of your cards on the dance floor. Oh, my God. So <laughs> we have a lot of bathroom stories. I, I was in the bathroom, <laughs> waiting in the bathroom while this guy was, like, getting out of his 
full on like medieval Green Lantern armor, bit by bit by bit, which he shouldn't have done because he just pissed all over the seat anyway, <laughs> jackass. But while that's happening, this guy is in there like cleaning up. He works for the San Diego Comic Con. He's mopping the floors and making sure the the soap dispensers are filled. And somebody goes, "Oh man, I hope they're paying you double this weekend." And he just looks in and goes. No, they are not. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's like the saddest story from Comic-Con. He has to clean up Green Lantern piss for regular rate. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, terrible. It's like, that's his job. That's what he does. No, they're not paying me double unless I work over 10 hours. Then I'm just getting paid regular to do this job. Thanks for reminding me, nerd. That's terrible. Oh man, that party was so much fun, uh, and I'm glad you came because I know he, he, it was late. We didn't get yeah. there. I mean, it was we especially late like for 11. me, old man time. Yeah, yeah, I think we got there after eleven. And I know you're not like a a, a, <clears throat> a party animal. You you like to have fun and have a good time, but but going to a party and dancing isn't your regular fare. So, no, and that was the same night we went to the art auction. Like for me, the art yeah. auction I thought would be the highlight. Like that's my night, and then it's like eleven, eleven thirty. I was like, okay, let's go to, let's go to bed. We watched fucking people bid on. Art for a while, comic art for a while. I'm I'm bushed. Five fifty four, fifty five, fifty five, sold to the nerd and the Punisher T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, but that no, that was cool as shit. It was funny as hell. To, like if I went by myself or with there's other people like who are cool, but like you going watch going with you and watching you fucking dance because you just have a roomy face on. And it's now that's that's my new. Well, it's still my second going to the freaking magic castle. Watching magicians with you is like the it's the funnest thing. If you ever have like 20 minutes with roomy and you could do whatever you want. I'm telling you of all the things he might be good at. You should watch a magician with him. Like, <laughs> it's like unreal. It's like it's like how dogs look and act when they go to a dog park. They're like, oh my god, it's a dog park, and this is the coolest thing. Like in my dog life, this is the coolest thing that could fucking happen. Rumi's like that at the Magic Castle. Yeah, yeah. I'm also the guy who's like audibly like, no, <laughs> no fucking way. You yell it. No, you yell it. He's no. What? <laughs> it's so cool. And dancing is very similar because he just dances with the same level of enthusiasm of not believing what a magician just did. Wild <laughs> abandon. So fucking cool. You gotta. Uh, I think. I think my quote in my yearbook was, "I dance to music people can't. You can't hear." Is that why you had no friends? <laughs> <laughs> you were like, you know what? I'm, first of all, I'm putting something about dancing. That's for oh. sure. <laughs> no, no, no. It, here it is. Here it is. People think I'm crazy because I dance to music they can't hear. That was my yearbook quote. Really? You yeah. Do this now. <laughs> <laughs> right People now. People think you're crazy because you dress up like Freddy Krueger when it's not Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it. Like you know what? I, I I'm sure you were like okay in the friend department uh, in high school. Uh oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> Let's see. Uh oh. <laughs> First of all, oh my god. All right, Kate Kate found his yearbook. People think I'm crazy because I dance to music they can't hear. Awesome. And then there's a picture of this creepy looking little kid next to it. <laughs> look at you. You look like some idiot who would dance. Let's see. <laughs> Let's see. Tell him tell him what I'm wearing. Describe it. It looks <laughs> you know how Okay, here's what it looks like, okay? And this would be cool if you did it intentionally, but I don't think you did. He's wearing a black button-down dress-up shirt. It's just a completely black, flat shirt with, like, a, a kind of bluish sky background. 
he's like a little tiny boy. It looks like he didn't grow up yet. And he's got, it looks like a necktie, but it looks straight and thin. And it is the exact color of uncooked meat. That is a red leather skinny tie. (laughs) (sighs) See, now, in the picture, what it looks like is a Colombian necktie. Like it looks like someone slit your throat and then pulled your tongue down through it. And if it was a, if it looked like a, it looks like a tendon dangling from your neck, which would be cool if it was a tendon tie. No, it's a leather tie. Um, I also have spiky platinum blonde hair. <laughs> now, did were you seeing anybody at the time? Yeah, I I was popular at that moment. At that exact moment. At th- <laughs> <laughs> like you walked into school, they were like, great, McLean's here. And then they looked at like, wait, is that a leather skinny tie? <laughs> uh, I was the president of the Thespian Society. I was doing oh, all right. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing well, all right. My hat is off to you, sir. <laughs> I was doing all right. Uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, we just cut out like 20 minutes of podcast. Now we're back from that. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about, though? Jesus Christ. Dancing. Uh, dancing. You're a good dancer. Oh, that you dance. You danced so crazy that you put it in your yearbook. Oh, yeah. No, I was always wild into dancing. Wow, that was a tangent. Every now and then you'd see something so unique that you had to literally turn on a dime and and go chase that person to try and get an interview with them. And like the this pink- is this is in in. in- Comic-Con in general. Yeah. I mean, the pink Wookiee, we stopped immediately, had to talk to that person. The, the uh, Bob Cephala had to talk to him immediately. And we were coming down the escalator, and I saw somebody walk past, and I was like, Rumi, Rumi, we got... And, and then Matt was like, should we go, go talk to him? And then I was like, no, he's not wearing any clothes. We saw a Buffalo Bill cosplay. We're at San Diego Comic-Con. We were cruising the floor when we saw somebody walk by in a cosplay that is so unique. We have not seen this anywhere before. Seven years I've never seen this, This ever. This is a Buffalo Bill cosplay. And what is your name, sir? My uh, real name is Mike. My real name is Mike. Hello. Nice to meet you. And can you tell us about your costume? What do you, uh, Rumi, can you describe his costume, and then you'll tell us how you, how you put it together? <sighs> okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, get that. He, I get that a lot. He's wearing nude-colored shorts. And a open, super flamboyant, flowy, ribbony bathrobe, period. He's got the Jesus cuts underneath his right uh, breasticle. He's got uh, long dangling necklaces and a nipple ring on his left nipple. He's barefoot. He's got duct tape on the bottom of his feet, which is fucking ingenious. Thank you. Thank you. Um, He is Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs, and it is fucking incredible. Tell us about why you're dressed like this. Tell you the process. Tell you how how, how this abomination came to be. Absolutely, <laughs> okay. absolutely. Uh, well, essentially, I did a group. Uh, we're from Chicago. Essentially, I did a group back at Wizard World last year in Chicago. Um, I was drafted based off of who I look like. Uh, we had we had, we had a Hannibal. We had a Clarice. We had the girl in the well. Yes. Wow. She had precious. She had the bucket. She had the little bone in actual was, chicken was bone. Was she a great big fat woman? She was actually thinner than me. <laughs> funny enough. But hey, you know, that's that's fine. She's she rocks it. She's good with makeup, wigs, hair, everything. And of course, uh, since I'm the one who resembles, yeah, there, it wasn't even a choice. Basically, <laughs> you're our bill. 
I'm like, oh. Wow. And <laughs> I'm like, oh. There's pretty much only one version that people know, and it's like, oh, boy. Um, well, <laughs> there goes the neighborhood, so here you go. Dude, now, are all the people you mentioned, the Clarice and the Hannibal and everything, are they here now, or are you by yourself? They are not here now. However, um, so we're from Chicago. However, I am here with Bill and Ted, so we have... Bill and Bill and Ted. That's, I would watch that movie in a heartbeat. I want to see it happen. It needs to happen. That would be a oh, creepy okay. person to be stuck in a phone booth with. So are, are you a huge Silence of the Lambs fan? Uh, I've seen it numerous enough times, not recently. However, fun fact, I actually have good material for you here. Fun fact, okay. the suburb of Chicago that I am from, I am not kidding you, I am from Calumet City, Illinois. Okay. I am actually from Calumet City, oh, wow. and that is where... Buffalo Bill's house is it, in the movie. Get yeah. the fuck out! <laughs> I am not kidding you. I am not kidding that you. That is, uh, I mean, this is this is this is cool. As oh, you, he's actually taking out his his driver's license to show us. Oh his wow! His driver's license looks nothing like him. <laughs> that is that is incredible. All right, um, are you a big horror guy? You like the, the, the horror? He's sticking oh. his badge back into his nude shorts. It's any, any, where else are you going to put it? Exactly. Fair There's no pockets in this costume. Are you a big horror fan? I like horror. I also do an Ash from Evil Dead. I love the Ooh, Evil Dead. You'd I actually have a decent splattery. face for that. I think you you do that well. And, and, and you know what's amazing is I haven't had to choose. I haven't had to choose a cosplay in the longest time because people basically, you look like this, you look like this. Like, you know what you need to do? I don't even know how I decide on the Ash, but it happens. Do and, you have uh, the chainsaw? Uh, I, I made it. Made the chainsaw out of the uh, out of the iced tea jug. Nice. Um, I actually, <laughs> yes, I actually met Bruce Campbell in character as Ash. I did not want to. I felt like the biggest toolbox. It's just how the timing worked he out. He probably uh, felt that <laughs> way too. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he gives it too much thought because sure. he's seen and heard all the lines. He's seen all the interpretations. Accurate female, every color of the spectrum. He's seen it all. Um, and he is actually now better off for having seen the probably most accurate version. Yeah, of for saying. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let me ask you this. You've seen Silence of the Lambs. Yes, sir. Right? Um, you've seen Red Dragon. Yes, I have. You've seen Manhunter. Yes, I have. Did you watch? Did you watch the show? Uh, no. I'm like I'm like about two thirds of the way through so far. Really first good. season. Really uh, good. I'm mm. on the fence. What's your favorite interpretation of that universe? Which which movie or TV show or even book uh, is your favorite of that? This is going to be so predictable, but obviously, uh, obviously, what I'm representing. Yeah. So, you like Silence of the Lambs the best? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Who's That's better? Who's a, who's a more interesting serial killer? Buffalo Bill or Hannibal Lecter? Uh, well, even though they only gave Hannibal, what was it, 14 to 17 minutes of screen time, right, like sure. the Terminator in the first one, uh, Anthony Hopkins is, there's, there's, there's a reason they built a few around him. Mesmerizing. So. Yeah, he, he yeah. is the man. Yeah. Have you seen, I don't remember the actor's name, but the actor who plays Buffalo Bill, you've seen him in other shit, right? It took me about half a season of watching Monk to realize, why does he sound so familiar? <laughs> yep. Why does that guy sound like I've heard him in my nightmares before? And then good old IMDB, sure. click, click, tap, tap, tap. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> and he was in Heat. He often plays like a good guy, like a cop yeah. or an investigator, which I think is fucked up That's if you really amazing. think about That's it, right? Amazing. That's amazing. Uh, this is the most important question. Yes, yes. That I'm going to ask you. Oh boy, let's do this. Do you have any questions for us? Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. 
Mike, thank Dude, you so much. This was, was so was, much that fun. That was really, really cool, man. He had duct tape on the bottom of his feet. He did have duct tape, which I thought was actually like an awesome idea. Yeah, it's actually pretty clever for for how to get around Comic-Con. <laughs> for a feet. naked serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how many people <clears throat> said that they used to do this as an ensemble with other people, but those people are not here, so now they're just alone as this character. Oh, that's true, too, because he was by himself, so you're, yeah. you're like starting to think like, well... Is he? And he said he he'd done it with other people from um, the show, but not this time, right? This time he said it was just him. Just him, yeah. But he was good. Super, super unique. Comic Con was coming to a close. Things were wrapping up. That was on the last day. People were starting to get on buses, and and you heard it earlier. We were we were searching for this lady Negan. Just gonna say, still can't find her. Things were getting kind of frantic. Like we were like, I, I even said, if we find one, we're gonna scare the shit out of her because we're gonna be like, oh my god. Because at this point now we're on the move because we decided not only did staying in one spot seem like not productive, like yeah. we didn't, but we also got farted in our faces. Yeah. So, so we, we decided we should stay moving. Yeah. Can't be, can't be sitting targets. <laughs> we want to stay asshole level. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, we were on the run and, and finally I was like, let's go outside and we'll find one because people are leaving. Like buses are showing up and people are leaving. The con is ending. And so we, Ran outside, and we were walking along as everybody's getting on bus, everybody's leaving. And at the like the last like 30 feet that you could even be in front of the con, I see a Lady Negan. So we really were trying not to scare one when we found yeah. one. I don't think we scared this one, do you? No, 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 no. We, we were, were just we like... We were pretty good behavior. Yeah, we, we were pretty good. We didn't flip out, but we just said, oh, my God, I found one. Oh, we flipped out. Yeah. I think we just did it in a socially acceptable manner. Yeah, we kept it inside, but we finally found... <laughs> A lady Negan that we could talk to. Rumi. We did it. Launchpad Podcast here at San Diego Comic-Con. The last hour or so, we have been searching our asses off for a female Negan. We must have seen 30 the last <laughs> three days. Now that we actively searched, we could not fucking find one for an not a hour. One. We have finally found Veronica. Veronica. Veronica is a badass Negan. Yeah. She was trying to get on a bus. She's <laughs> done with Comic-Con for the weekend. We grabbed her and pulled her up. We like, we need to talk to you. <laughs> Veronica, tell us about Negan. Tell us about why, I'm guessing if you're dressed like him, you like him as a character. I do, I let, do. Let us yeah, hear about absolutely. it. Yeah, um, absolutely. So my fiance over here and I, we uh, we both have read the comics. Okay. He, I, I had originally started watching the show, episode one, day one live have I've been watching since the first episode he got me into the comics started reading those completely different worlds but yeah in both worlds Negan is pretty much uh, a, a staple he he stays the same in pretty much both worlds yeah and it's uh, it's it's he really brings an interesting life to the to the show he what his first appearance when I first read issue 100 when he shows up well I don't think it's his first appearance but issue 100 where he shows his gnarly side and we get to meet the baseball bat and it was so vicious, and and literally, you're oh turning God. the page, and every page yeah. is like, oh no, no, yeah. it's devastating. So, to you as a fan, what what is what drew you to want to dress up as his character? To be very honest, he was going as Eugene, and I was like, what can I pull off? Uh, oh wait, so by default, you're a Negan by default? Well. I'm Negan by default, but we kind of decided together, and then yeah. this felt like it felt right. Like, okay. you know, it felt like uh, I could walk a mile in Negan's shoes and my feet wouldn't hurt too much. Fair enough. All right. Um, That's a great analogy. That's I a can't great walk analogy. a mile in my own shoes. You know, and he's he's such a big up, up and coming part in the series coming up big now. Time. I mean, I, I 
I'm, I'm an issue behind in the comics, but yeah. uh, spoiler alert, you know, where he kills Alpha. Oh, my gosh. That is intense. I didn't okay. see that coming at all. And um, every time he's on screen or in the comic, every page that he's in, you're just worried because he's so volatile. Absolutely. That's yeah. crazy. Do you dress up as other cosplay as well? Um, this is really our, our first big attempt. Uh, he's going to make fun of me for this. My, my only other real dress up was uh, Dr. Sexy from Supernatural. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Veronica. And I'm kind of asking you to take the the podium for all women. Okay. <laughs> um, I think you're ready. I am. Like we said, we have seen, I got to say, like 30, ne 30 female Negans, mm -hmm. maybe five to ten male Negans yep. here in the last four days. I feel like I know where this is going. Do you think that that, that character, for some reason, speaks to or appeals to women? Absolutely. And can you elaborate why you would feel that Absolutely. way? Absolutely. Think about all of the other female characters in the show. And and not that not that they're not strong, kick-ass women. Carol, she starts from like this abusive relationship. She's very demure, very downplayed, and she's grown into a strong character, but she's still very quiet, not very outspoken. Again, you know, when she infiltrates Alexandria, she's kind of got to play it off as this yeah. house mom, mm -hmm. you know, cardigan lady. Yep. Um, Maggie. You know, she's, I mean, she's a bad, badass too, but again, very demure, very soft-spoken, never really, uh, you know, jumping out and saying, fuck you. Mm -hmm. um, Negan, Negan really puts himself out there. He's, he, he is who he wants to be. He does what he wants to do. He says what he wants to say, and he doesn't give a shit what anyone else thinks. And a lot of times for women in the world, it's, it's hard to do that without being ah, I see. slandered and put down. And so I can, I could understand why it would be very liberating to be sure. Negan. Because, mm -hmm. you know, it's a kind of an I don't give a shit. And like you said, he does it with a smile. Yeah, exactly. That's why he's a happy guy. He likes he's being living Negan. it up. Right, he's right. living it up. I mean, he's, he's got 50 wives. He's in a great place in the apocalypse. <laughs> you know? That would be pretty fucking cool. <laughs> right? Well, that's awesome. Yeah, wow. No, it's, we really appreciate you coming and talking yeah. to us. Um, uh, we love the costume. It's great. She's got a great back. And I see what the barbed wire is. It's plastic, This is but the it's official awesome. AMC bat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah oh, no, it's pretty cool. It the bat has a name, yeah? Uh, this is Lucille. Lucille. Which, uh, spoiler alert, and named after his dead wife. Ooh. If my wife was dead, I would name the shit out of something I used to kill people after yep. her. I'm just imagining, like, a double-bladed like axe named Amanda. <laughs> yeah. It's an well, axe. Thank you. my girl work. You know, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, man. She's be better at it than you are. I hope <laughs> nobody kills my wife, but... Well, Veronica, thank you so much for taking yeah. the time to speak with us. You know, hearing her, her why she wanted to, like, embody that badassness, mm -hmm. I, I was like, that makes sense, that makes sense. But when I was talking to my wife, Kate, about, about this very topic, about why a woman would want to dress up as this, like, psychopath Negan, she said, well, he wears a leather jacket and a bandana and a baseball bat. Oh, so she thought it was, like, a lo like a logistically pragmatic costume? Also badass. I think I would be a great <laughs> Negan, don't you? I would actually be, I think I would be a pretty good female Negan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should do that. Yeah, I think I'd look great. I'd be like, I fuck me. Me so sure. hard. <laughs> we gotta do this now, right now. We're gonna do this. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna do this right now. Yeah, no, it was, it was fun to search for that, and you know, we were hoping to get like a cross section of Lady Negans. We were yeah. only able to find fucking one. We saw once we started a hundred of them. Um, if you 
you know, if you are either interested, if you have have or had cosplayed as, as Negan before and you're a girl, or just if you have an opinion, let us know, write us, let us know, because I really, that's a very interesting thing I would love to hear more about. Why did that character, you know, is it just like an in-character? But no, because it, it was more girls than guys. Yeah. Um, so let us know, are you just a bunch of chicks that have leather jackets and scarves, or is there more to it than that? I would definitely love to hear that. Yeah, it was interesting, but after <clears throat> four days, wait... Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. <laughs> I had to count. Yep, now you do good. <laughs> <laughs> After four days of all the craziness, I I will say this. If I died, San Diego Comic-Con could easily be my heaven and my hell and not change at all. Like, it is everything you want it to be. You go and you make it what you want. If you're a Chad and you hate everything fun... This place is a miserable, line-standing, sticky mess of nerds. But if you're into the pulp culture and you're into the excitement and you could just do this with wild abandon, then this is just such an awesome time. And like we said on the last episode, just, just getting to go down as the Rocketeers and just rock it out was so much fun. It was a blast. And I think that... You know, this episode we talked about some of the shitty stuff, and it's like there, you know, your feet hurt. I, you know, my feet were blistered walking 15 miles a day. You know, you're standing in line. Everything's expensive. You know, getting a restaurant is tough. But at the end of the day, if you can look past all that, San Diego Comic Con is one of the most fun things a nerd could do. Did we talk about that dog, Derby the dog? Did we talk about him? We didn't talk about Derby California. So we're walking down the street looking for a place to eat. I'm looking at this fucking dog now. And we the dog is cooler than the hot chick he's sitting next to. It, it, we see this dog. He's wearing sunglasses, aviator sunglasses, a purple mohawk, and a unicorn horn. And wings, fairy wings. And like, he's uh, sitting on a stool like people. At a bar outside yeah. on at the gas lamp on the ga- the main strip of the gas lamp the gas lamp district. And I was like, oh my God, can I please take a picture of your dog? And someone was like, Yeah. So we take a picture of this cool ass dog. So cool. And there's a guy standing, not with them, but on the other side of the bar, like where the sidewalk is, and he gives me a business card. I just assumed that he was with the the bar. But no, the, the card he gives me says Derby, California. And on the card, there's a picture of the same dog surfing. Surfing? <laughs> this dog surfs. He's got a purple mohawk. Badass. And, and a different pair of, like, cool, like, kind of fun beachy sunglasses and he's got like a little doggy life vest on but like surfing this is derby california so shout out to derby california for easily being the coolest dog that we saw there he was winning he, oh he was winning like hardcore uh, he spent the hundred dollars <laughs> um <laughs> on his dog costume <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool like that dog was gonna go to the people were gonna take that dog to comic-con they were like uh he's like no i, I need to spend the hundred dollars The Monday morning after Comic-Con, Chad Johnson is at the San Diego airport going through security. When they say, excuse me, sir, please come over here. We have some additional screening you must go through. You see, we found this in your bag. And they pull out a small circular shape, pog-like business card that says the Launchpad podcast on it. That's, that's not mine. I've never seen that before. 
Yeah, right, sir. Have you been colluding with these nerds? No, no, I'm a businessman. I'm here. I was, I was closing one of our biggest accounts. Sir, please come with us. And then camera pans over and shows a large female TSA agent stretching a glove <laughs> deep to her wrist. Uh, a Comic-Con, it was great. I'm glad that we got to do a podcast from and at and about Comic-Con. Uh, I wish we could go back. Like, I'm, we, we should do another one for sure. Oh, I, we got we to gotta keep this going. We got to make it happen. So to all of our fans, uh, keep this show going to next Comic-Con so we can just make it bigger and better. Yeah. Oh, man. So, Rumi, ready to initiate the launch sequence? Really? Really want to do this right now? Really? <laughs> Coming in at number five is people fighting, <laughs> passive aggressively asking each other if they want to fight at Comic Con. <laughs> really? Are we gonna do this right now? Really? You're gonna? This is you're gonna do this right now? At number four, our friends, the Spandex Mariachis. They were just this hallucinogenic, like fever dream, just dancing in the middle of the hall, and. And we have to give them such props. I, I mean, I don't even know if they're nerds. I don't know what, why they were there. They just seemed to be there to Dude, be. they were there to close the Nakatobi account. <laughs> <laughs> they were just making the best of it. They were like, well, I don't want to look like Chad's having a miserable time. Let's put on fucking spandex and Mexican gear and dance. <laughs> I mean, they were just doing their own thing. It had nothing to do with the con. They were just there to have a good time and just just make people laugh and smile. And, and that was so cool. And they were awesome guys. Uh, number three, we have the people who did not want to be there, the people who had to be at Comic-Con. We had our, our favorite, Maria, keeping that door secure, making sure no one gets in the wrong line or cuts. Stay out of TJ jail, Maria. <laughs> yeah, that's where she is right now. She's listening on some little transistor radio <laughs> at the Tijuana lockup. Um, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people at Comic-Con who don't want to be there. Keep that in mind when you're there, fucking nerding out. Try to, you know, help them. Don't be a dick when they ask you to move on because they don't <laughs> want to be doing that. <laughs> That's the last thing I want to do. All the Chads and Marias, thank you. <laughs> at number two, when the Rocketeers decided to get a load off on their feet and some guy decided to fart in our face. He let a load off right in our faces. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know how many times I've actually gotten farted on right in my face, but I mean at least one. <laughs> uh, the pink guy's clearing up. Yeah, Thanks for asking. Say for cosplaying was people with pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> Handsome boys with <laughs> poop in their face. That guy was like. Hey, Agnes, watch this. I'm going to queef right on these handsome boys' faces. Bronk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so, so what's number one, Rumi? Number one, the weirdest, most out-of-place, kind of off-putting, but also slightly tantalizing thing that happened at Comic-Con. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right, so this creepy-ass, urra, sexy pudding song, <laughs> that is, we bitched about it hard now, but it's one of my favorite things that happened yeah. while we were there. So Such that's an honor be, to see her. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Shit, man. Yeah. Number one. That, that's got to be our number one. I think we had so much fucking fun. And of all the things that I, I probably would have thought we'd get farted in our faces before we heard a Star Trek icon singing about sexy desserts. <laughs> <laughs> I know what she means. <laughs> All right, Rumi, you ready for blast off? Let's not break a lamp yeah, this time. I know, yeah. Do it over here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did that guy fart in our face because it, he I knew it so. was our like sign off? <laughs> Now I'm cooking from the recipes that I have learned. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So don't you fool around my oven or you're sure to get burned. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Wrap me up in black diamond meat coats, fur and jaguar cars. You know what I mean? Moonlight rides in Acapulco. Plus Lisa. All right, guys, thanks for listening to our San Diego Comic-Con extravaganza. Hope you had as much fun as we did. Hopefully you were there with us next time. Uh, next year, find us, chat it up with us. But if you weren't there, I hope that you had fun listening to us, and now you kind of know what it was like to be there. N- they got to listen to all the good stuff, and they didn't get farted on. <laughs> <laughs> So if you were there, you have some experiences to share, you want to ask us questions, you want to tell us about your Comic-Con experiences, hit us up on social media at Launchpad Pod. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. And yeah, in two weeks, we're going to have another rad episode. This episode, we are talking about amalgamations. That's when you take two properties like Batman and Superman and mash them together and to make a new character. Rumi and I kind of did our own ones and uh, we had a lot of fun. This is, yeah, I was thinking about this the other day actually because I was like, when are we going to release that episode? Because it is re- I think it's really funny. Yeah, so check it out in two weeks on your favorite podcatcher. Till then, keep hitting us up on social media. Wait a minute while you sample my souffle. Tutti frutti, it can be your birthday. Is that the real line? No. <laughs> I'm gonna make a fruit salad with whipped cream. Know what I mean? I know what you know mean. Know what I mean. Sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.